McCarrick, McCarrick, McCarrick. Uncle Ted is the man whose story will continue to follow this pontificate, and probably the next, for the foreseeable future, and for good reason. More details are emerging as more and more people look independently and deeper into the novel published by the Vatican, and they point out some details that will make this story all the more interesting. Our dear friend, former Cardinal Betchew, who was wrapped up in deals for movies and condos with Pope Francis's personal money, without Francis knowing about it, is now tied into the McCarrick saga. If this sounds like it's almost unbelievable, well, maybe it should. I am convinced that if the film world were in good shape and capable of telling stories that challenge people and make us uncomfortable, we get an honest take on the Uncle Ted story. Maybe someday we will. But until then, we have this work of fiction from the Vatican that some out there are trying to make sense of, and today I have a story on that account. From Marco Tosati, the Italian journalist, who, for the record, is in personal contact with Vigano, as he is the source of some of the smaller and less well-known letters that I publish from Vigano, Tosati has published a piece where he puts the various facts about Ted together that we haven't been focusing on into one piece, and he points out something that I and others who read it haven't really pointed out yet. The novel says that Vigano is the one who brought up McCarrick to Francis, that Francis was largely unaware. That's, of course, not accurate, as we'll see. Again, you know, novels usually are. Quoting Tosati. Now let's also recall that on June 23, 2013, when Archbishop Vigano had an audience with the new pope, it was Bergoglio who brought up McCarrick and not the nuncio. The pope asked him something like this. What is McCarrick like? And in fact, after the interview, Archbishop Vigano declared, He is pretending that he does not recall what I told him about McCarrick. He is pretending that he wasn't the one who asked me about McCarrick in the first place. End quote. He goes on to point out that what Francis says about not knowing anything is inaccurate and that Francis permits himself tiny liberties with reality. I'm sure we're all well familiar with that by, by now. But let's continue. Quote, But was it really like this? Was Ted for Francis just one cardinal among many? And no one had, any, had said anything to him. Now, from the novel prepared by the state dicastery, in which, in an absolutely stunning way, facts are missing from both the dicastery's head of the time, Cardinal Angelo Sodano, who was the absolute protagonist of the last phase of the pontificate of John Paul II, as well as that of Benedict XVI's dicastery head, Cardinal Tarsicio Bertone, it emerges that two of Pope Bergoglio's principal assistants had spoken to him of Ted McCarrick, and in what way. As for then-Archbishop Angelo Becciu, who at the time was the substitute in that dicastery, Becciu came to know some important information, since in 2000 he worked as an official in the nunciature in the capital, thereby becoming a witness to the things that Nuncio Gabriel Montavo spoke about with Uncle Ted, end quote. It goes on to describe how Nuncio Montavo reacted with surprise to seeing Ted in Rome, since his fame, shall we say, preceded him, especially on those things made famous by James Grind. As in, to be more clear about this, most of the hierarchy was aware of Uncle Ted, which has been Vigano's contention this whole time. Betchew was also surprised because he knew that the Vatican had told McCarrick to, you know, probably shouldn't be traveling. Full stop. He expressed surprise seeing him in Vatican City after Francis became Pope for that reason. This is something that Francis has always said he was unaware of and that Vigano isn't being accurate in recounting the nature of this. Yet Becciu reinforces what Vigano has been saying. That is, Vigano and Becciu are on the same page. Francis was aware of Uncle Ted from day one. Let's repeat this now. 
Vigano says that Francis, at his 2013 audience, his personal audience that he had with him, asked him, Francis did, about Uncle Ted. Not that Vigano brought the topic up himself. Pope Francis did. Betchew recounts that Ted was globetrotting early in the Francis Papacy on behalf of the Pope, despite it being widely known not only that he wasn't to travel, but also why he wasn't. Cardinal Perlin was also aware of Ted and his inability to travel, quoting Tosati. The other important person who brought McCarrick to the Pontiff's attention is the present head of the di that dicastery, Cardinal Pietro Perlin. In March 2016, McCarrick wrote to Pope Bergoglio and Cardinal Perlin. The American Cardinal addressed Francis in these words, Holy Father, thank you for letting me pursue these small works of mine. I hope that I can be useful to you and to the Church, and I am, of course, always willing to let everything pass if in any way you would prefer that I go into a deeper retirement or into a house of prayer. This last sentence is interesting and telling. Reading it, it seems evident that McCarrick took it for granted that Pope Francis was aware of his situation with the Vatican, and perhaps the two had talked about it in previous conversation. And mostly, quote, but it gets better. Note something in those words, going into a house of prayer. Where did Uncle Ted go in the end? Into a house of prayer, at least initially. Since then, no one knows where he's ended up. No credible reports are out there that give us clues, though if I had to guess, I'd suggest that people begin by looking in either Vatican City itself or St. Gallen, Switzerland. Just call it a hunch. But not everyone is convinced of the Uncle Ted story. Some, in fact, think he's a saint, a paragon of virtue, a figure best compared to our Lord or to one of the great biblical saints who were given a cross to carry. I know. I normally don't like to bring Twitter and tweets from random Catholics into this, but this is just too good to pass up. I'm just going to describe this for you. There's, It's just too much to put on the screen. The internet Catholic world has a famous denizen, and his name is Jean Ricofort, who attests that Uncle Ted was not part of the James Martin Brigade bridge building project, and therefore could not have been a partaker of those, shall we say, works. But even better, because two, count them two, canonized saints personally approved elevating Ted from first the post of a simple priest to the episcopate, and then later into his post as archbishop and then later cardinal. Due to that fact, the fact that canonized saints were involved makes Uncle Ted not only a saint, but akin to someone like St. Joan of Arc. I'm serious. I named jo I named drop Joan of Arc, but you get the idea. No mention that this argument actually undermines the canonization of those two popes in the minds of many of the faithful, especially when we consider that it was Francis who canonized John Paul II and Paul VI. Again, undermined for some, at any rate. But remember, for some, Francis is a luminous pope, a light bringer, if you will, an angelic pope of light, who is meant to bring the light of Pacamama to the world, or something like that. I'm honestly not sure. Again, I normally don't bring random Twitter things up, but I wanted to show that there are some out there who will think this is all not only not a big deal, but that the real story is that Francis and Ted are pure beings of light in all of this. Maybe their real boss, their real father is. Remember that as the story continues to unfold in the coming months. If you thought 2020 was an interesting year, just wait until 2021 comes. You ain't seen nothing yet, as the saying goes. For the Marco Tosati story, I have it linked in the show notes for anyone who wants to read it for themselves. It's certainly an interesting story, and Tosati has been at the forefront of trying to make sense of the soon-to-be Hugo-nominated fantasy novel published by the Vatican. Let me know what you think about this story, though I'm honestly curious. Is it weird that Vigano and Betchew are on the same page in all this? Is it worth noting that Vigano issued a response to this novel in written form? And I have it linked on the sources blog for those who want to hear it. It's very spicy. 
thanks for the listening, and please pray for the church. And as a personal side, I too hope that your Advent is off to a good start. Again, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.